I had to call out of work sick. <laughs> like, I I feel pretty crappy. Oh, uh, well, I, I hope you feel better. Um, I got the COVID test. It's not that. Um, oh, okay. Then who gives a fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty sure. <sighs> Thanks for not leading with that, by the way, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It It's totally fine. I had more lactose yesterday than I have had in, like, four months. And I think my body may be telling me to not do that. Uh, great, great. So, really went on a journey there over the past minute, Sam. <laughs> what? 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 When did I lie? When did I lie? You did, you did lie. It's just, I mean, you could have started with, oh, you know, I I drank too much uh, milk yesterday because my, my guts are all messed up from my, from my cancer thing a while ago uh i been pooping myself so i had to so i had to stay home from work today instead to release the information in, in an order to make it seem like harry i'm dying and i need <laughs> you to tell mom for me <laughs> which oh. sam is a thing you've said before yes yes that is a thing i've said before now that you mentioned it. it it's a bad time to try to get sympathy for drinking too much milk when you know you're not capable of drinking milk now, see, here's the thing. It wasn't milk. It was fat-free Greek yogurt that my gastroenterologist specifically told me to eat. Like, is this trying to adjust to being able to eat yogurt? Or, like... I don't know. Like, there is there is some other stuff I ate yesterday, and maybe it's that, not that, but... Oh, also two, two cans of chili or something? Like... <laughs> Well, I, I've been doing this weird yogurt that I was prescribed. I'm not sure for what. Well, oh, also, I ate a bag of flour. <laughs> like, what was it, Sam? We made some tea cakes inspired by the Great British Bake Off, but I swapped in, like, gluten-free stuff and other, like, supposedly safe ingredients. But yeah, it was kind of a pretty dense thing. Right. But it's definitely the thing your doctor prescribed for you to eat safely. That part, no. Okay. Well, you're an idiot. Banter's done. Welcome to Brotel Del Luna, a Hotel Del Luna fan podcast starring two brothers who usually talk about tokusatsu. I'm Harry. And I'm Sam. And I want to apologize to our listeners for the uh, quality of the 20 questions that's going to be coming up. And also to apologize for the quality of the 20 questions the previous time we did this. Um, Harry, just to let you know, I re-listened to the podcast where we did the 20 questions. And I'm not sure it's just because of my sieve of a memory or because we've been doing this for so long but i straight up could not answer the questions that i gave the last time <laughs> like uh we've turns out we've covered a lot on this show and you know when when we do 20 questions about things related to the show and the show goes on longer and longer that that pool becomes bigger and bigger and when your mind is a sieve memory just kind of flows straight out of there so, like, I just kind of have to grab for the the smallest, meatiest of morsels that, you know, 
that my filters catch. And I gotta tell you, it's not gonna be good quality this time. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I am not you, gonna get a single one right. You 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 say that, but like now I'm a little worried because I haven't re-listened to them in a while, and I don't think I picked the same ones as before. But like, I'm not certain. That that was another reason that I wanted to listen to the twenty questions question uh, podcast because if I did, yeah, probably two of my three would have been absolutely identical to what I did. Okay, well, you might have a bit of an advantage on me there. Great, but you know, hey, this is uh, episode kind of dictated by you because uh, you you suggested that we watch Hotel de Luna, and we did it because you know why the fuck not. Well, also, you know, this is kind of like our uh, we're a quarter way uh, through the Super Sentai series that we are currently watching. So it's time for a bit of a break, bit of a retrospective. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Gokaiger or Go. No, not Gokaiger. Go Busters. We will talk about Gokaiger, of course. But uh, yeah, it's just I like to every once a month break out and do a different thing. Yes. Yes. And that's wait, once a month. We we haven't broken and done something different for like three months. Well, that's just because our recording schedule has been, like, we bad. Liked, we like to break once a month and do something different. We don't, but we like to. I mean, we've only, like, we've only done six regular episodes since we came back. Okay. Which is probably, what, like, two months? I, I don't keep track of anything. Yeah, I think with some delays, it's, like, about two, month, two months. Great. Okay, so we're taking our once-a-month break two months in. I love where this is going, Harry. Anyway, it's kind of a natural stopping point for Gobusters, and... I guess, tell me, Sam, like, what was it about the series that made you suggest we watch it? Like, I'm not angry or anything, I, I liked the first episode we watched, but it is, it's, it's not a tokusatsu. See, I, I think it kind of, I think it's a tokusatsu the same way that, uh, uh, like, Garo is a tokusatsu. Like, the main character is a super-powered heroine who wears a costume and fights crime. That's just, like, urban fantasy, like, fighting crime isn't, like, her main thing. It's, like, very much just... I haven't seen the other episodes, but I'm gonna be guessing she doesn't do much fighting crime in the future. I don't know. I, I get the impression she's gonna be fighting much crime throughout the series with her fancy hat and her fancier gun. Like, she she is a toku character when she is in full garb, like, running missions in the world. Harry, you have to admit that. No, because those are, like, people in superhero costumes, and she's just a lady wearing fashionable clothes. Like, this is just... A supernatural K-drama where, like, it has sumptuous visuals and really hot actors. and Good God, the two main characters. Like, holy crap. Yeah. It was suggested by Netflix. I watched an episode and I was like, yes, let's talk about this on the podcast. It's it's a change of pace with having enough similar elements that I could conceivably make a grab for relevancy. But, you know, it's it's just a nice break. It's definitely something different from what we've done, and I was pretty sure you hadn't watched any of it. I mean, we don't need to be relevant, Sam. We we read Goosebumps books because, kind of just because I wanted to. Re- relevancy to our irrelevancy. We have to stay within our incredibly, incredibly narrow focus of nothing anyone wants to listen about. I don't know, this is a popular show. I mean, I doubt... I, we're we're going to give it the bump, it. Harry. Like, no- we're going to give it the bump. <coughs> like no one's gonna come to the hundred and like fifteenth episode of a podcast where they just happen to cover a K drama and litter in a bunch of references to like uh other different genre shows and also like the opening uh skate is mostly about you pooping, 
So yeah, we 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 have we have found a way to make this very popular show not at all listened to about. Do, do we want to talk about it at all? Just about like the the top level, like what the hell is Hotel Del Luda? I mean, we we could go to the recap of the episode. Like, I mean, I do you not want to recap the episode? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's recap the episode. So. Uh, as our series begins, which is available on Netflix, there's like eight or ten episodes. Who the fuck knows? And uh, they're a little I mean, bit there, longer there's than 13, I remembered. Or th- there's sixteen. There's sixteen, really? Yeah, like if you click the, if you click the little thing that says show episodes, there's sixteen episodes. This is not like secret information. Oh Jesus! And each episode is like seventy minutes. Yeah. What have I gotten us into, Harry? Sam, you you suggested this. I I know I know. And, and my life is not but regrets. I mean, I, d- I don't hate it. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it it's a lot. <laughs> it's more than I thought it would be. If only you had the ability to research it beforehand. As nope. the episode starts, it's clearly in, in olden times. Like, it, it's a historical period. Ye oldie Korea. Uh, yeah, I where mean, we, we, I, like, I'm sure if you know more about Korea, you could name the specific time. But, like, it's just kind of... In the period that a lot of their historical dramas seem to be kind of going by garb and stuff. Uh, yeah, they don't give a specific date, which is, you know, for the best, because this is also a TV show. I'm sure they mixed and matched some eras with these costumes. And so if you really knew about Korean history, this would probably piss you off. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it's probably just like the the shared fantasy. Like, cowboy times aren't really how we picture cowboy times to be. But, you know, it's just an understood, this is what we think it looks like. And this it, is, it is this the Ur Middle Ages in Korea. I, I'm going to guess it's later than that, but anyway. <laughs> we see some horsemen charging across the fields, just uh, nice, uh, very picturesque plains. And an eagle flies overhead, and suddenly we are seeing uh, who is to be the main character. A very stoic K-pop starlet who is uh, driving a cart across this wilderness and clearly searching for something. Uh, on the cart is a kind of large rectangular box that is, uh, is a coffin. It's a, it's a coffin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, coffins are kind of universal. Something about the shape. She's traveling. She's kind of ragged. Her, her clothes seem to be maybe stained with blood. And her face has exactly enough makeup to make it look like she's been traveling for a long time, but not enough to make it to make her look any less hot. It's like a very narrow target that the makeup artists have to go for in these situations. She's got that beauty haggard. Like yes. she's got the one cut on her cheek that does not uh, that does not distract from her hotness. Yeah. And eventually she just, just kind of pulls up to what seems to be like a, a drink stand in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, as she is looking uh, for a place for the dead to rest, and she has heard that she could find it in this area. And the old lady knows that she is talking... The old lady who is manning this drink station knows that she is looking for the guest house of the moon. Yeah. I guess the word hotel had not been invented by this point in history. <laughs> uh, there's lots of little cultural things, like the the girl, she buys some wine and pours it on the coffin. And, like, she- before she was, like, very dismissive of the old lady, like, boy, you sure talk a lot, and... Yet, you know, nobody's killed you. That's kind of surprising. She also insults her wine. Uh, but when the lady says she knows where the place is, uh, she lights up and says, Oh, yeah, I really got to go. I I have uh, some souls I got to bring to rest. And the old lady kind of looks behind her and says, Oh, like all those ones right there? And there's a horde of ghosts just kind of standing behind the girl. Yeah, uh, 
it's not confirmed how big the body count is on our main character, but we very soon after this uh, flashback to her facing off, what, like a dozen uh, fighters and killing all of them? Yeah, she's like a martial arts uh, hero and or villain. I'm not sure where she is on the morality spectrum. She she feels bad. She says that the ones behind her like cheated aren't when she's killed, but they died because of her. But a little bit later, it's revealed that she also straight up murdered those horsemen dudes walking running around. Yeah, so she's up. She has some spirits. They are haunting her, and she needs to put them to rest. And so she seeks the guest house, and the old woman in the wilderness just keeps getting creepier and creepier. Yeah, she says, "You know, I can't really help you get there. Only dead people can go there." And in response, the female lead brings her sword up to her neck and says, "If that's what I gotta do, I'm willing to do it." Uh, so there's more talking, and eventually the old woman convinces the main character to uh, spin around and attack and stab this tree that appeared out of nowhere. As the as the pavilion, the the small shop, seems to fade into nothingness. Oh, this old woman wasn't there after all, was she? Like magic stuff starts happening, like the the sword is absorbed into the tree, and then a wooden building kind of starts appearing, building itself out of planks in midair. And then we see the old woman one more time as she is taking away the cart, uh, leaving our uh, heroine behind uh, for the old woman says, well, now the guest house of the moon has found a new owner. So I guess this was like her passing on the mantle or something. Like maybe once she finds someone else to do it, then she's freed and can go do, do stuff. So, you know, hey, that's a fun, interesting opening. Like, and like The thing is, we're kind of moving through this fast because the show is very atmospheric and it it doesn't have like the tight dialogue you you go with like i'd say there's about as much plot to cover in this as there is in one of our toku episodes which is fine like for what i really liked it i like the pacing i would say a little bit more maybe more like a black lightning episode but that's just kind of the the difference between like you know the western editing style and you know the eastern editing style like they they take time with the shots they're languid they're really good looking and they give them time to breathe and that stretches the show to 70 minutes but the show could absolutely be trimmed down to a 44-minute uh, TV time slot. Yeah, it's just they're not as aggressive with the cuts. And they, they give people more space to breathe during their actions. Like more kind of just looking around, seeing the, the surroundings. And it, it's good. It definitely works. It, it gets you in the mood of the show. Uh, we do a transition. And the title card does give a date for 1998. Yes. And we see a man and his son down by the side of the river... Uh, the father is, you know, very regretful that he wasn't able to buy stuff for, uh, the young child's birthday. Yeah, he can't even buy him, uh, jajangmyeon, which is just kind of like a, a, like, greasy street food. Uh, I actually knew this actor, because I watched a lot of this, uh, Korean kind of variety show, uh, Running Man, and this guy is Oji Ho, which showed up a lot of that, and he just kind of has, like, a, like, he's not like a, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, in theory, he's not, like, noted for handsome roles, but, like, on the average person on the street, he would be, like, very handsome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a, sli- like- a slightly goofy face, but, like, he-, he could be handsome if the director decided for him to be so. Oh, yeah, he very much could be a romantic leading man, just, you know, this is this is the land of the K-pop stars. And- he has he has some structure to his face, so he's not, like, a, he's not, like, an idol type. <laughs> But yeah, so it turns out at the same river that the father and the son are uh, sitting by, uh, a body is being recovered. I mean, there's a 
couple things like uh, a couple pass by and drop some money on the ground and the dad just kind of suddenly puts a foot on it and reels it in because like hey that's some money but the kid is more showing his super honesty because he goes and returns it to the couple uh, and then an old lady which I'm just not realizing is probably the old lady from the beginning of the episode you know that didn't click with me and I did not check or verify it uh, I'm looking like I I wasn't because of the way this episode did I wasn't able to take like the screenshot notes like before uh, but so I'm just scrolling on, on Netflix and it does look like it's the it's either the same actress or a very similar looking one. But yeah, so uh, we see those uh, tiny vignettes and then to the body and uh, police are pulling this very blue desiccated uh, body out of the river. And hey, it turns out that the ghost is also watching this from the water. She just kind of looks around, kind of, you know, depressed like you would be if you were murdered and dumped in a river. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, Probably great. makes you sad. Uh, but she looks up and sees the moon, and there seems to be, like, some recognition there. And that cuts to our female lead, who is now in more, like, modern dress, and she is in a very flashy hotel set. She is power walking, just, like, slow power walking down the corridors. And uh, the guest house has changed since we last saw it. Before it was, you know, ye oldie style tavern. Now it is very much a modern, high-scale uh, to-do. Yeah, it seems like they keep up with the times. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get into why, like, this This might be a bit more, like, Eastern, like, religion and mythology, because uh, there, there's, it's a lot less seen as separate, and also, like, they have a thing where they use Earth money, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I know, like, you know, you, like, burn money as to send as offerings, and that's the thing. But uh, anyway, maybe we'll find out why this is a location in space, but... She's walking around, then her assistant dude walks up and says, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be busy tonight. It's full moon, so lots of spirits. Yes, apparently a full moon uh, allows the spirits to see the hotel from a great distance and drawing them in. And our, oh, God, I gotta look up her name. It's, uh, what's her name? Shit, Mrs. You're asking me for a name, Harry. You just asked me. You are the Sherpa at this one. You have no excuse. I'm barely a Sherpa. All right, Miss Jang, Miss Jang. Uh, Ms. Jang says, like, uh, yeah, like, I don't want to see any of the really messed up corpses tonight that's going to piss me off. So just, just try to deal with them without me noticing. Yeah. No one, uh, don't let anyone in whose death was too gruesome. Uh, I don't know, like, saw victims. Uh, but, and the, like, the, the hotel sign is turned on, and then it also kind of, like, magically grows and gets like a hundred stories tall in the middle of the city it's a nice cgi effect and you know they're they're shooting it at night they're integrating it to the architecture i really liked the special effects shot here yeah it's well done cgi it's a lot of western cgi tries to be seamless this i wouldn't call seamless but it is really nice looking uh so now we flash back to the dad who apparently stole a cash register because he is ye of bad choices and he is running from the police after he does so yeah, he, it was mentioned before that he's just like a kind of a, a thief, and here he is trying to steal stuff, and he's running from the cops, and he stumbles down some stairs, and like kind of cracks a skull on the pavement. Uh, he gets back up and says, oh, woof, I almost died here. Uh, and he checks, and the cash register only had like a single bill and some coins in it. Mm-hmm. So probably like 20 bucks. Yeah, which is probably why he gets off later, but you know, just kind of put a pit at that. Yeah, well, I, you know, non-violent crime, and also they probably feel bad because he got severely injured. Uh, but before he gets severely injured, like, let's uh, get back to the plots, because uh, he is, you know, 
uh, he still hears the cops coming and he's awake. So he's going to take that money and he's going to run and find a hiding spot. And hey, look at that. There's this hotel that he never saw before. It, it's really nice. He's worried that if he's he goes inside, they're going to like be angry at him and charge him money just for messing up the messing up the entryway. But then he sees the drowned woman from before, like just kind of slime her way in. He's a little confused by what's going on, but as uh, she is being led into the elevator by the bellhop, uh, he sees it open and sneaks in. And the bellhop had asked some questions, like, oh, hello, uh, do you know how long you've been dead? And she says, like, yeah, seven days. You know, <laughs> it's just, he just kind of, like, lets her into a room. Yes, bellhop clearly not phased by this very, very dead person in front of him. Uh, so... I was a little unclear, Harry. Like, I think I, it, it seems implied that the staff at this hotel, are they dead? I think most of them are. Well, because, like, some of the other ones, it said, like, uh, oh, they still have things to do before they go into the afterlife. So I think it's like, you can get a job there to work if you want to, but also, if you're alive, you can get a job there. It's, I mean, it's like a Discworld. Like, you know how Death had his assistant dude, who was a wizard, who was just, like, towards the end of his life and wanted to just ride that out, so... You can do jobs for, like, the hotel if you're dead, but also, if you just want a job, you can work there. Like, they pay real money. But yeah, so the, uh, now we get some montages where the, uh, the father, he's just kind of walking around the hotel, just being really, really impressed by the grandeur here. I wonder, like, this is a real hotel. Like, this, or this feels like a real hotel. Do you think there was a hotel going through, like, renovations and they just, like, filmed everything in here and, like, you know during the time they had? Uh, maybe. I mean, there is the thing where, you know, there's that one mansion that gets rented out for, like, every X-Men movie and also, like, a bunch of other superhero movies whenever they need a mansion. Maybe this is just, this is just a building like that in Korea, you know? Or... Uh, but, but sure, but that's, like, a mansion. That's, like, one person lives there. Hotels are... A lot of people live in hotels. I mean, it could also just be a deal where, yeah, it's just a hotel that they paid some money to film in the film in the lobby and then some other uh some other bits for other shots like of this is a weird reference to pull but because i listened to the that that one podcast uh paul blart too was filmed in actual uh las vegas hotels uh the dad he like he sits in front of the uh the woman who drowned and he's getting a little weirded out by the situation and uh you know, after having a brief conversation with her, walks away, at which point he is spotted by the major D, like the or the major domo of the place, uh, the right hand man, who immediately realizes, oh shit, he should be here. He's not dead yet. Yeah. And we get some flashes of him like on the ground and he's like still groaning and the cops kind of see him and he's taken to the ICU. So he's like right on the edge. He's hovering between life and death. The concierge calls in some of his other staff mates and says, yeah, we got to deal with this because if the boss lady sees him, he's going to die. But I mean, that happens to people all the time. We will get in trouble. And that's more important. <laughs> yep. Uh, I like the staff here. Like, you know, they it's like, hey, he he should be here. He should be here. Protect him from the boss. So, oh, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's bad. Uh, the guy's he wandering walks around. He. He sees there's apparently, like, an entire giant beach in one room. Uh, he goes to the check out the pool because he thinks, like, hey, maybe I could hide in the pool for a little bit. But, yeah, it turns out it's the ocean in there. There's, like, a bar. There's a, a vase with a 
golden snake thing that he thinks about stealing is like, ah, maybe on the way out. And then the snake, as his uh, back is turned, detaches itself from the vase and slithers after him. Mrs. Jang, like, she's kind of wandering around the building and she sees that the snake has left. She's like, oh, there's a thief here. Uh, so it's at this point that the father is confronted, or he, he goes into a room and he finds the tree, the same tree from before, uh, that, you know, that our main character stabbed and it is blooming. He had a conversation earlier with the son about like wanting to get him flowers for his birthday. So he says like, Hey, at least I could get some flowers off this tree and then take them to him. It, it takes some effort and some hopping up and down, but he manages to, uh, grab a piece off the tree. And then falls on his ass and looks up to see the scary boss lady hovering above him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is very menacing. Like, I I really like this actress. You know, she's she's gorgeous, but also incredibly menacing. Like, she plays, like, vindictive very well. Uh, she, she explains to him, yeah, like, all right, you know you're dead, right? Or, like, this is the place for the death. And, you know, he reaches by his head and, oh, crap. My head is bleeding. Like, I got hurt a whole lot more than I thought. He's pleading with her as he starts back to the future, fading out of existence. Which which is a little weird, because, like, should... If he's... It does, is that a sign of him coming back to life? Or or not? Because if he's dying, then he should be, like, more there. Like, we just pop out of existence and then pop right back in? It'd be like, oh, nuts. It seemed more like his body was turning blue. You know, to, to make him blue like the rest of the spirits. Maybe. I mean, we'll 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 get more rules in future episodes. He's begging with her, saying like, "Please, he has more to live for. He he's got to look after his son." And the boss lady is like, "Ah, you know what? I'll make you a deal. You know, I'll let you come back to life, and then you give me your son." Well, uh, she she takes a bit of persuading to get to this point, or rather, like, I there's something about the the blooms on the trees. Like, I get the impression that the tree doesn't actually bloom all that often, and so it's quite rare. That, you know, he was able to come here and get flowers off the tree, which does convince her to spare him because she was all about to kill him. The staff was right to fear for this guy's life in here. It's probably connected to her, like, her, like the, the tree showed up when she took ownership of the hotel. So maybe it's like a signifier of like her destiny or something or i don't know i, I bet I, it's really i get that the tree is probably like the heart of the actual hotel like i mean the the hotel changes it morphs but the tree is probably the the constant yeah fair enough but anyway she makes the deal with the dude to get his son in 20 years because whatever she needs people to work here yep and can't take him now because she has no need for a young child so raise him well turn him into a valuable working employee and then hand him to me for the rest of his life and the dad, in desperation because he's dying slash not dying, says yes. Sells his son, the bastard. And then he wakes up and he's in the hospital and his son is there. He's crying. And uh, the next scene we see is him like leaving the hospital with like a big old cast around his head, a big old cast around his leg. And just kind of like uh, lumping away, uh, convinced that everything that happened is a dream. Yeah, and, and in, in fairness, you know, he was panicking, but also he just took a big blow to the head, so I, I'm not going to fault his decision-making processes. Like, he fell into another world. Like, he wasn't he wasn't familiar with the rules that were going on. Like, yeah, like we, we could we, be critical of him. We all like to think would be John Resivy when we're sucked into, like, a fairy court or something, but, you know, we'd fuck up and drink something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If offered gifts by the Fae or something, I'd, I'd probably say yes, and then I'd be trapped forever. 
Or is it like, or is it the thing where if you say no, that's an insult and then they can fuck with you? I think actually the secret is that there's no good outcome. Yeah, yeah, there really isn't. Anyway, so he he kind of has convinced himself that it was just a hallucination until he sees a funeral procession for that uh, lady before, who turns out was a police officer. And he recognizes her photo as the lady who he was sitting at the table with. He's like, uh, shit, is that real? Mm-hmm. Was it was it not a dream? We go to the hotel, and there is like kind of a meeting between Mrs. Jang and the drowned lady, who was an undercover cop, and she's like asking for some help and like bringing vengeance upon the dude who killed her. Like a- as it is, she was a righteous person, so she's gonna get a grade A trip to the afterlife. But you know, she instead would like some revenge. Uh, the owner warns her at this point that if she goes for revenge, that would compromise her karma, and she might come back as something not quite as good, like a dog or a pig. Uh, but the policewoman specifies she doesn't want revenge. What she wants is to catch this guy, because she was unable to catch him in the material world. I mean, she says human laws aren't going to get him, so it sounded like some help. And the owner says, well, I mean... You need real money to do work in the real world. Do you got any? It turns out the police lady had confiscated a bunch of uh, raw diamonds and stuck them in the locker before she died. She has all the money that she needs. And so the owner agrees to help her with her cursing. So there's a scene where kind of a a specific dude was at the scene of the lady who was drowned. And uh, we recognize him again as a businessman getting a big kind of uh, celebratory... What was he? Like, some kind of commendation for being a great businessman? It's, you know, it, it's an award ceremony. It's at a banquet hall. There's, like, there's rows and chairs. People are awkward. Like, I, I've been to these before. You yeah, know, they're, it's a they're fundraising bored. thing. Like, th- those seats cost, like, $5,000 a piece, and also people are selling bribes in the back doors. Yep, yep, yep. But instead, Mrs. Jang, she kind of shut... Well, all the cameras and electronics equipment gets shut off, and then she walks in... Uh, only the politician dude can see her, and she pulls out an old-fashioned musket and shoots him in the chest. Well, it's not a musket, it's a lever-action gun. Okay, fine. But yeah, she shoots him in the chest with the bullet that was taken uh, out of the head of the police officer. Now, this is, of course, a spiritual bullet, so there is no permanent physical damage on the guy. Uh, but after he has his freakout, the policewoman just appears before him. To curse him for the rest of his life. Yeah, she's just going to hang around as long as he lo- he's alive and kind of just shout at him like, Hey, you killed me. What's up with that? I guess the businessman gets off easy in this situation, though. I mean, the businessman's the guy who got shot, right? Well, the, there was like the the like the buzzhead guy. Like, he's the one who actually went to the location. Yeah, but, he, you know, this is one of those rare situations. Like, baldhead guy, he's just the lackey. You know, he's just the muscle. He's... He may have pulled the trigger, but it the death is on, like, the boss. Sure, sure. Like, if if one of them had to get the bullet, I'd say it went to the right person. It's just, like, the, the underling dodged some karma there. Well, we're about to have a time jump. Maybe bad stuff happened to him in the meantime. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll come back as a villain later. Uh, so we're back in the office. Uh, and Mrs. Jang is super happy because now she has a bunch of diamonds to just spend on stuff. But her underling cuts in and says, all right, first off, I got to take a big chunk of them away to pay for the debts we've accrued. And another big chunk for the debts we're going to accrue because you spend a lot of fucking money on champagne and nice cars and stuff. 
Yes, like the actual expenditure for running the hotel is effectively nothing because this is a spiritual hotel that does not use real currency. But our main character is still alive and she has a taste for the fancy. I wonder if it is nothing like during the because like there is a location. It's not like the magic one in the real world, but like, do they have just like a closed building or is it like a hotel that just has like one floor that's like not very important? It's like a Motel 8. Wait, is there an actual location? Like, I I thought the hotel only blinked into existence when they wanted it to. Well, it seems like it 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 blinks and becomes like big during the night when they're doing stuff. But it is like a place with a gate that the dad is able to go to in person later. Like, it has a specific address that you go to. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Most of the diamonds are gone, and then the assistant says, "By the way, if you really want that kid in twenty years, then." Maybe it's better if he's not living a life of poverty the whole time. We could, you know, raise him pretty well with a bit of an investment. And so they uh, send the father uh, some cash. We see him checking his ATM and he has, what, like 10 million yen or something, 10 billion yen, whatever it is. It, it's a boatload of cash, whatever it is. Looks like it's 100 million, which I think is like 100 grand. Okay, great. It's enough, is the thing. It's enough to uh, raise the kid right, uh, to get them both off the streets, etc., etc. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll get him onto his feet and let him find a non-shitty thief profession. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but but to, and, the, to the dad's credit, he realizes that this kind of confirms it was real, and he immediately tries to go back and give the money, and he, he, he regrets having sold his son to magical slavery. He tries to undo it, but alas, the deals cannot be unmade. And so instead, he tells his son to leave Korea and not come back for at least 20 years. Again, making it a little weird because, like, I guess they realize that if he's not in Korea, then they can't do it. Like, this is very location-specific magical contracts. (laughs) Well, it's the hotel. I guess this does lend further credence to your theory, Harry, that's like the... That the hotel has a physical location. It's not a theory. Like, I'm looking at the... I'm, I'm scrolling through the moments in Netflix and they go to the place. It's just the regular looking building there during the daytime. Do we think there's, like, hotels all over the place? Like, is there hotels of the mood in, like, every major city? Yeah, I mean, that like, all the people we see there are Korean. So there's probably, like, a, a French hotel, like, an American hotel, a Canadian hotel. It's like the Continental, but full of ghosts. Yeah, it's a franchise, just in different locations of the globe, different afterlives. Do you think all the, like, the owners and the managers, they get together for awkward conferences every year or so? <laughs> or, or, like, really high-stakes poker games where they're, like, betting souls? That would actually be really cool. Let's let's try not to hype this up too much, because I think it's mostly just going to be a romance between the two hot leads. Yeah, which, you know, I'm, I'm fine with, but hey, however deep they want to go with this, I'm there. I mean, I I don't think it's impossible that this show would do that type of stuff. And that would be super fun. Uh, but yeah, so it's around this time. Oh, uh, well, as the father is like, you know, grabbing the gate and like shaking it and being like, let me in. I need to get my I need to get my son off this hook. Uh, he is distracted and a vehicle kind of does a slow drive by of the young child. A window rolls down. We see Miss uh, Jang like just kind of lead out look the child up and down and just think to yourself, okay, in 20 years, I'm going to be your employer. Also, you're going to be a super, super hot actor in 20 years. And maybe just maybe we'll get together. Do, do you think if he turned out plain looking, she wouldn't have cared? Probably. 
Like, well, okay, that that's not fair. If he turned out plain looking, she still would have like used him because you know she she does have a staff, and she does need a dependable staff. But since he is like K-pop hot, you know that that's more options. It, it wouldn't have been like a romance story. It would have just been like news radio, where like it's just the kooky new manager. A different, but probably still pretty good show. Uh, so yeah, now we jump to the future. Twenty years later, it is twenty nineteen. And uh, we see our new second protagonist, uh, the kid who has all grown up into K-pop hotness. Like, goddamn those cheekbones. Yeah, he, he's got he's got cheekbones for days. He is in the hospitality management. So I, do you think he was like, well, worst case scenario, if I do like because they do a thing where he was he was avoiding going to the contract. He was staying out of Korea for 20 years, so he wasn't trying to do this, but do you think in the back of their minds they're like, hey, in case it does, maybe I'll just be good at Magic Go Hotel, so I'll be useful? I mean, I guess so. Like, hospitality uh, management is really hard. It takes a really good set of skills, like, and a lot of soft skills, too. So if he's good with that, he's going to be good at pretty much anything. Yeah, and Appar- apparently he had, like, a very high-tier position at a Singapore hotel, He's just taking a position back in Korea because his deal with his dad is over. He he stayed out of Korea for 20 years, so they could have just, like, waited a year. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they just waited a year. Like, they're, they're immortal. Who gives a fuck? Uh, he nails the interview. He is offered the new job managing, like, a, a Singapore branch. Uh, and uh, he as he's leaving, he kind of, like, stops and says, By the way, I, I'm going to describe a weird hotel you know all the hotels in the city. Can you can you let me know if this is real? Like, there's no hotel that's like a hundred stories tall and full of ghosts and dead people. No, okay. I that know has that's an ocean-sized pool and yeah. Thank you for hiring me. I'm definitely not crazy. Then he goes uh, to the front desk to get his stuff moved in. I guess it's like a live-in position. And oh, he got a birthday present. And it's flowers. He's been getting flowers every year. Yeah, the the same flowers. It's like the girl with the dragon tattoo. Like, the ghost people meant it as just a friendly reminder, but it's been torturing him. I, I don't think the older lady is that friendly. Well, it's it's like a subtle reminder, like, oh, happy birthday. Also, you're mine in five years. I own your soul in a very literal sense. Yep. And this year, there's a card, uh, which there usually isn't. Uh, be informed that you've been hired by Hotel de Luna, and it gives an address, like with a specific uh, little map thing. So yes, it is a place. It's in it's in Myeongdong. I I'm certain I said that wrong, because Korean names are very different from the ones I usually say. He runs away, like he goes down to the subway. He throws the flowers into the trash and gets in a car. The lights flicker, and oh no, he's alone in the car. Oh well, not alone. There's one lady there. Yep. Holding the flowers that he threw out. To his credit, he kind of immediately sees the situation and just goes and sits across from her and like, ah, okay. Have you been sending me flowers my entire life? She's impressed, like, oh, I thought you were going to ask who I am. So the guy's been scared this whole time that she was going to come for him, and that's why he's been moving around. She realizes that the flowers were perhaps, uh, like, they're a sweet gesture, but they had unintended side effects, and so for his birthday this year, she's going to give him something new. And so, like, in equal parts, like, seductive and menacing, she walks over to him and just kind of blows some air into his face, touches his head, and then walks away. 
And he asks what she did to him, and she doesn't answer right away. Yep, she done opened his eyes into the other worlds. So he's he's walking around in the middle of the night. He calls his boss and says, like, hey, we'll be able to do the job. I'll tell you why later. Here, I gotta get a taxi. Oh, there's a, another lady waiting here. Hey, lady, uh, did you see I was waiting for this taxi first? And then she turns to him and takes off her sunglasses. And she has, like, huge pits in her head where her eyes are missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely something went in and ate those eyes after she done died. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's the charitable response. Uh, the uncharitable one is that people seem to look like they did when they died. So maybe that's how she died. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So naturally he freaks out and... I, I don't know if this is a specific... Like, I know there's like that Korean... Uh, mythological, not like monster, but like ghost lady who has like the big cut on her mouth with like the mask thing and she'll like kill you if you say the wrong thing. I, I'm i not sure if this is a specific one like that or if this is just a lady with no eyes. The manager, she says later that he just had the bad luck of running into one of the most gruesome dead people uh, in the city that night. So yeah. he, it's probably not like a specific demon. It's probably just a random, incredibly unlucky person who died that way. Yeah, like she points out, yeah, I mean, there's like that uh, kid over in the corner store there just eating dumplings, you know, and maybe he just want to eat dumplings. Yeah, lots of dead people are boring. Oh, uh, we've jumped past like, you know, about five, ten minutes of, you know, our new male main character just kind of running around the streets and being freaked out as he sees ghosts. And also as he's being kind of tortured uh, by the boss, who's just like throwing stuff at his head to keep him on edge and drive him to this restaurant. <laughs> She's really enjoying this. She's having a lot of fun. Having a lot of fun with her new employee. Thank God there's no, like, afterlife HR department. Uh, but yeah, so uh, after uh, after being freaked out, she invites the she invites the man to uh, this famous restaurant where she heard uh, that a famous YouTuber came and ate all the dumplings on the menu, and she wants to give it a try. Yeah, she she's a fan of uh, mukbang videos. And, like, as they get there and get the dumplings, she's even, like, taking photos of it on her phone. Like, she's... She's not the type of immortal who is out of touch with the mortal world. She she likes normal stuff. She would be a good Instagram follow. As she's doing this out the window, the politician dude from before has now become a kind of haggard homeless man. And he looks inside and sees the lady who shot him. 20 years ago, like, he has changed much, but she has not changed at all. And so he recognizes her instantly and runs around the corner to plot his revenge. Yeah, and I... I thought maybe this was setting something up for, like, later in the series, but no, this gets resolved pretty soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This gets resolved in five minutes, but uh, inside the restaurant, she's explaining to him more, like, what the situation is. She explains that uh, all she did was open his eyes to let him see spirits that were always there. She didn't change anything else about him. If he's going to work with the dead, then he needs to be able to see him. Mm-hmm. She's just doing playful little things, like constantly threatening him, like, you know, hey, if you, if you eat all these five dumplings in one go, then maybe I'll let you go. Or, no, afterwards, she asks for some milk tea. Uh, and as he's off getting the milk tea, the homeless man runs up and stabs her in the chest with a piece of rebar. So she collapses underneath a, underneath a streetlight. Uh, our male lead runs back to her and she says, like, hey, you know, you were put into a bad situation, so you can choose right now. If you choose right now to go, I will let you go. Yeah. And she even says a little bit that I kind of like and maybe is like hit to get some of her lackadaisical attitude where she says, I can't even be angry at that old man. I was once just as crazy and violent, you know, like I'm I'm not a great person. So whatever, just leave me here to die if you want to. 
And so he runs away and the the emotional music swells only to see him run back like a solid minute later, uh, dragging a cart behind him because he is going to save this woman's life. He's going to put her on the cart, take her to a hospital and get her the help that she needs. Yeah, yeah but but he can't like carry her there because like, please, I'm, I'm basically a model. I have twig arms. I have no upper body strength. I weigh less than 100 pounds. Like, you could close way more me. than me. You are in better shape. Uh, speaking of better shape, uh, the hotel manager stands up, rips the rebar from her chest, and flings it down an alley to murder the old man. <laughs> yeah, and she wasn't even bleeding from the wound, by the way. She's clearly, like, invulnerable in some aspect. Although not yeah. her heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's gonna be the plot. Yeah, that is the first episode. Our two leads have met. Uh, there is some sexy, sexy tension between them. We've seen at least one murder. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it's a murder. Like it was, it wasn't self defense anymore because he was very much out the out of the area. No, 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 he was like three blocks away and running. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you also really can't call self defense if he can stab you in the chest. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, he she was at no risk. He just annoyed her. I mean, guy was kind of a dick, so whatever. But uh, that's yep. And I I do want to cover this more, but I think it might be more of a thing where we just watch a few and they just kind of talk in general about each episode. Yeah, like, I, I like the generalities mode more than, like, the beat-by-beat beat plot, because there's probably not going to be many fights in this series. Yeah, we, we don't... Well, I mean, you're changing your tunes, Sam. You thought that she was going to be, like, crime-fighting and stuff before, when you were having no, no, to No, 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 I, I think she's going to be fighting crime, just not, like, punching and flipping fighting crime. Uh, talking, talking about crimes, though, let's get into our game of 20 questions. Well, actually, before we did that, like, were we going to have a quick retrospective on Ghostbusters or GoBusters, or not really? We, I mean, we kind of do that every week. We yeah, we we kind of keep a touch on our thoughts, and we did a little bit. Like, I mean, like it's a good series mm-hmm. with good action. Uh, it's had some real great mech fights. The last couple where they introduced the big robot have been more lackluster because they needed to introduce the, the big robot, but then they kind of bounced back to. Uh, focus more on individuals and like make the fights more interesting and the the character plots are good but there's not a lot of characters and they don't have lots of lives outside of their sentai activities so it's getting a little thin but they're going to be changing the formula soon so that's that's fine okay so now uh on to 20 questions harry (sighs) so the rules as before we have an easy a, a medium and a hard answer and as before, we are going to disagree on the order that we stacked these in. <laughs> I feel like I've always been fair, and Sam was fair once, and then very unfair the second time. So wait, wait, ha- wait, 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 um, wait. Okay, we're not going to relitigate this yet again, but like, I, I feel all of mine are eminently guessable this time. Well, in that case, you're going to go first, because, uh... I want to see your answers, and then, like, I've come up with four in case uh, you choose one of mine and, like, I have an alternate. All right. Yes. And mine, you know, and as before, we're not going for specific names because that would disqualify me. We're going, for, like, if... If you if can identify the character. Like, oh, is it this guy? Like, identify the character. Identify... And if you're in, like, if you're in the area... If you're in the if you're in the proximity, like if we have to turn and say judges, then you've got it. All right, that's a little, that's a bit uh, generous, Mister Define Bigger. But okay, let's go with that for now. Well, we should define bigger. Like, what does bigger mean, Harry? 
It means the thing that everybody understands it to mean. Which which is what? Bigger. <laughs> but bigger has... Alright, is it a physical object? Okay, so yes. So this is my first one. This is an easy one. And yes, this is a physical object. Okay. And all, and all our stuff is from series that we have covered on the show. Uh, series or entries or... It's from it, shit it's we been, done covered. It's been covered in some way in the show. Yes. Is this from a Japanese piece of media? Yes. Is it from a common writer? Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's three, right? And that's not a question. That's not a question. That was three. Yes. Is it from common writer Gaim? No. Common writer Double? No. Common writer Zero One? Yes. Six. Is this a? Is this an animate creature? Either human or humagear. Like, I have to be a little vaguer, because, like, that. Or or animal, I guess. Or animal. It could also be an animal. Or, like, a robot animal, because there's robot animals. So, is it is it alive in a either very strict biological or philosophical sense? I, I think yes. I, yeah, yes, yes. Is it a human? No. Is it a humagear? No. Nine. Is it the shitty robot dog that we hate? Yes. Okay, got it. Whose name is Thouser. Oh, it's named... Thouser, the emotional support robot dog that turns like It's name is Fuck villain. on the Show Ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Harry, do you agree that that was a fairly easy one for my easy question? That, Sam, was fairly easy. Entirely fair. Thank you. A good you. choice. All right, let's so start Sam, with yours, Harry. I have now chosen my easy choice. Oh wait, let, uh, so we're tracking. So Harry, is yours from a English language series? No. Is yours a physical object? Yes. Is it from a Sentai series? No. A common writer series. Yes. Gaim. Yes, and I, I'm just going to point out that. Technically, I was being a bit stricter with my answers than I could have been, because there was that episode where Sentai and Kamen Rider crossed over, but if I if I had said yes there, that would have been bullshit, and we both know it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I'm, I'm five in. Is that correct? And that's not a question. Yeah, yeah, five, five. Okay. Uh, so, Gaim. Um, physical object, Gaim. Is it a character? Yes. Is it... Would we classify this character as a antagonist? Would we define this character as an antagonist? We, yes. Yes. That all right? That sounds kind of vague. Um, I can uh, I can retract that one. Yeah, because I can't really give a clear answer to that one, so I'm going to say it doesn't count. Like if if the quest if you ask a question that genuinely cannot be answered one way or another, I think that that doesn't count as a question. Is this character? Human. Yes. Does this character remain human? Fully human? Throughout the series? Yes. Is this character ever employed? Yeah, employed by the Yagdrasil Corporation. No. I'm gonna say no, although that's that's slightly vague because if this character was employed at any point, Yagdrasil kinda had fingers and pies in everywhere in the city. Okay, how about this? A a direct dotted line employee of the Yagdrasil Corporation. No. 
a subcontractor of the Yggdrasil Corporation. No. Does this character survive to the end of the series? Yes. Big narrow down there. Well, I mean, not as much. It basically just means he's a male. So survives to the end of the series, human, not uh, em- employee or subcontractor of the Yggdrasil Corporation. Does this character have a belt, uh, a common Rider belt? No, that's 12 by my count. Okay, I've lost track. I'm trying to think of... There's honestly not a whole lot of characters that don't have belts. Is it the sister? Yes, Goto's terrible sister, Akira. Oh, all right, so that was 13? Yep, you got it in 13. <laughs> like cool. when you said uh well you know if they live they gotta be a dude i was like oh am i gonna win here <laughs> the one surviving female see if i want to be mean i would have picked like someone else but we talked about Coda's terrible sister a lot so i feel like that was easy we did we did we did okay harry this is my medium one yes okay is it a physical object no is it an action i'm going to say yes is it is it from an English language series? Yes. Is it from Power Rangers RPM? No. Is it from Black Lightning? No. Is it from Doom Patrol? Yes. I believe that is six. Yep, that's six. Is it is this action done more than once? Ooh. Uh I'm not sure I can answer that. Okay, that's all right. All I'm right. going to I'm going to call no question on that, which is probably a pretty big hint. You say that, but it's got hard. Um, is this okay? Is this action performed by a person? Any any amount of people, one or more people? Yes. Is this action performed by just one person? Uh, okay, I'm I'm going to. I'm going to say no, but kind of reference. Let me bring my next question. Is this question related to, uh, is this action performed by uh, Jane or one of the altars? No. Oh, okay. I thought that that was the thing. So it's an action done by some amount of people, one or more. Oh, God. This is the medium one. Yes. And I, I will point out, like, yep. You have, like, used a third of your questions here. I've used nine of the 20. Okay. Okay, uh, did this... It's done by multiple people. Oh, is this... Is this, like, the the people dancing when the eye looks at them? No. I thought you might do that because we have the keep dancing thing. Yeah. I That's, that's my trick. I try to get close and then, like, zoom in on what's, like, memorable that you would pick. This is a memorable... Thing. So you've hmm. used ten. Yeah, I'm halfway there, or halfway done. Prayer. Is this done in? No, that's not a good because like I don't want to remember. If... I was gonna ask like which episodes it happened in, but um, is this uh? Oh jeez, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why I didn't ask it. That's not fair. Is this performed by a villain or our antagonist? I guess. No, no, it's eleven. It's not done by Jane. Is this done by a protagonist? Like one of the heroes, main characters? Yes. It's 12. It's not done by Jane. And by the, uh, just to, to clarify, it is done by a member of the, one or more members of the Doom Patrol. Jane is not included. 
Uh, I'll, I'll just try to go faster on this. Um, is it done by Robot Man? No. Is it done by Elastigirl? No. That was 14. Yeah. I think. Seven done... remain. What? Seven remain. Six. What? If I've done 14, I have six left. It's 20 it's questions. It's 20 questions. Oh, I thought it was 21. Okay. You know what? If you want to give me 21, I'll take it. Nope. Nope, you have six. Is it done by Cyborg? No. That's 15. Is it done by Mr. Negative? Yes. Oh, is it him singing karaoke? Yes, it is. Hey, 17. 17. But see, that was kind of a weird one, because you were asking, like, does it happen more than once? And I'm thinking in the back of my head, it was actually kind of a dream sequence, so I'm not sure it actually happened at all, but... It happened less than once. But but also at the end of the episode, like he, there is the thing where he's like teleported somewhere, and he was clearly mid set. No, you so, know what, Sam? I hate to say this, but you were entirely fair in your answering of those questions. I think. Thank you. All I right. may get angry about it at the end, but right now I feel like that was fair. Okay. All right. Um. Your medium, Harry. I have chosen. Oh, the ah, this is where you had you had two options here. I see. Well, it's like I. The one I thought was my medium, I'm looking at, and that might actually be be my hard. Okay. And I also have my backup extra hard for if you make me angry, but I'm not going to use that yet. <laughs> uh, you might have to pull that out after my next one. Uh, so I need to... Oh, I need to crush this one in 14 questions or less, because I get the feeling neither of us are going to get the last. All right, Harry. Is this from an English language series? No. Is it from a Sentai? No. A common Rider? No. A Garo? Yes. Some foreign. All right. Uh, oh Christ! This is not a question, but we've only done we've only done the one Garo series, right? I'm sorry, but I'm only gonna answer that if it's a question. God damn it! Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure we've only done one Garo, the one who shines in the dark. Um, you could I'm ask me to... if it's from that, but that's a question. No, no, I'm I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume, Harry, and, and make an ass of you and me. Is this a physical object? Yes. Is it a living thing? And living, possibly in quotation marks. No. Okay, inanimate object. Um, is it a tool or device used by uh, one of the heroes? Yes. Is it a weapon? No. Is it magical in nature? No. It's not a weapon. It's a... Is it an article of clothing? Yes. Okay. Oh, now we're getting into tricky territory. Uh, because I barely remember anything about that series. Fuck. Is it... So you said yes to tool or device used by the main uh, by one of the main characters. Are we allowing people like I? You, I had if if that is a question that I asked or yes, it is okay. okay. I'm fine. All right. Tool or device. Uh, so it's a piece of clothing by one of the main characters. It's um, does it look like something out of a Final Fantasy game? Yes, but I am going to specify that, especially in recent times with the. Some of the newer Final Fantasies, that question has gotten a lot broader in scope. That's fair. That is fair. Like, in Final Fantasy but, 15, he dresses up like a, a cup noodle. 
I'm not saying it's like normal clothing, or I'm not saying it's cup noodle, but I'm, I just want to point out that that's. Uh, is it cup noodle? No, it is it a piece of armor or otherwise defensive clothing gear? No. Is it worn by more than one character? No. I'm not going to get this, am I? I think you can. Is it worn by the main character? Yes. Now I just have to look up... It's not cheating to look up a picture of the goddamn main character, right? You know what, I'm going to let this... Fine. Okay. So it is not magical in nature. It is. It's just because it's been so long, Harry. It's been so long. Not magical in nature. So I'm looking at him. It's not that weird breastplate thing he has going on, is it? No, that that would be that would be armored and or defensive. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, so but I did burn a question. God damn it! Um, is yeah, it I'm his... gonna let you have that. Okay, is it his necklace? What is distinctive about him? Is it I'm trying, his? I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to remember if that's magical or not. It's been a while. Uh, is it his? Is it his jacket? That is almost assuredly magical. No. Like, you gotta figure that all of a Makai Knight's gear is just kind of, like, enchanted to some level. There's, like, a blindfold he put on in one episode when it went blind. Is it that? How many questions am I up to? 17. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm not gonna get this. It's memorable, Sam. Oh, fuck. You can remember this. I clearly can't. Okay, so I'm looking at a gif of the main character. He is so generic looking. What if he looked more generic? Wait, 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 wait. Hmm? It, it, it's the courier costume. Technically, it's a pizza man costume, but yes, I'll give it to you. Yay! Ah. Uh, oh, God. I gave you some hints there. You did, you did. You can you can knock me a point for hints. So let's say 19. Yeah, I 19. got that at 19. Okay. So, Harry, you're kicking my ass going into this final round. So you're at a total of 27. I am at 32. All right, give me a hard one, Sam. Okay. Because basically your only chance is for me to lose this and for you to get my next one. Yes. Uh, So, Harry, after you. Is it a physical object? No. Is it an action? No. Mm -mm -mm. Not a physical object. Not an action. Shit, what else is there? Um, (laughs) Fuck. Like, I know there's more, but it's like, (laughs) off the top of my head. Um... Alright, I'm good. Delay, delay. All right, this is... Is this from an English language series? I'm going to say no. Is this from a Japanese language series? No. I think the only thing we've covered that isn't English or Japanese is Hotel Del Luna. So this isn't from... I'll give you a hint. It's not from Hotel Del Luna. Yeah, that's... I'll, I'll say I used a question on that, so that's five. Okay. Is it something that... We talked about on the podcast related to our personal lives. No. Hmm. Have we covered something that's not a series? I feel like everything was like part of a franchise. Is it from a video game? Is it from some kind of game? Oh, uh, ooh. I, I don't think I could answer that. I'm going to push that one. Yeah, that's a non-answerable. I will say, you're thinking along the right track, though. Thinking along the right track. Is it from... That's six. 
So six. Yes. Is it from? Is it from? No, the Lone Wolf is a series. Um, it's an English language series. Shit. Is it from? Is it from AI Dungeon? No. Not an action. Not a physical object. Kind of from a game. Is it? I almost feel like we gotta have like a shot clock on this because like I'm gonna delay. Um, it's fine. You're the editor. Just you know, be quiet between answers. Thank you. Is it a specific moment in time? Uh, no. That is eight. Is it like a a quality something can have? No. Is it a noun? Uh. Okay, that's ten. It's not a time, not an action, not a quality, but it is a noun. Is it, is it an emotion or related to emotions? No. I can feel the anger coming from what this turns out to be. You had a question that was definitely on the right track, then you took some diversions. Alright, this could be a question. Um... You do know that the Lone Wolf's books, the Goosebumps books, and that adventure game thing we covered were all parts of series, right? Those are all parts of series. Not only that, but English language series. Okay, as long as you're certain of that, then. But it's kind of a game, and it's not AI Dungeon, which is my other thing. Uh... Okay, so Harry, just throw this out there, that kind of a game thing. You're extrapolating a clue from a question that I was unable to answer. Well, but those are the things that were, like, kind of games. I could see you being vague on that. Uh, it, it, I would consider those games. So... But, okay. But the fact that you can't answer it means that to some extent it's yes. And it's not from an English or Japanese language series, which is fucking with me. Because, like, I'm thinking... I, is it a game? I'm going to go with... Kind of. And that is 13. It's kind of a game. I am stumped here. Like you have seven more questions. Yeah, I know, but like, it's not. It's a noun. It's kind of a game, and all the games we've covered, like we haven't covered like video games, have we? Well, those would be games, and you already did like a karaoke thing, so it would be karaoke because karaoke is like kind of a game. You wouldn't double up on karaoke. I would not. Is it dancing or re- or related to dancing? No more than. Everything is somewhat related to dancing. Of course, of course. <laughs> but, no. 14. Wait, is it from a movie? No. I thought it could be that uh, dancing movie we did. That was, like, kind of a competition. I forget the name of it. Strictly, Strictly Ballroom. Ballroom. Yeah. yeah. No, it is not from Strictly Ballroom. That, that would be a good pick. I mean, to be clear, I would consider that part of an English language series because it's like the Baz Luhrmann unofficial series where it's that, it's Romeo and Juliet. Okay, nerd. Um, and you probably wouldn't, you would probably call that related to dancing more than general things are. Like, yes. That's pretty dancing specific. That's pretty darn dancing specific. Okay. <clears throat> kind of a game. Has it come up in more than one episode? Yes. Definitive yes. Kind of a game. I feel like that's going to be... The th- I can feel the thing I'm going to be angry at. Because <laughs> there's no way that's a good answer to that question. But we'll see. We'll see, won't we? In four more questions. Um... <laughs> or less. I have hope for you, Harry. You're kind of... You're dancing around it. 
just dance. Just dance. Just open your mind, Harry. Open your mind to the dance. Let it flow and nail it. Get the answer. I was doing the clapping thing like in the movie. I just realized you probably couldn't hear it because of the noise canceling. <laughs> more than once. What have we done more than once? Kind of a game. Shit. It's not an action. It is a noun. It's not a quality. I have no... Is it... Is it enjoyable? <laughs> I think I would answer yes and you would answer no. Is it this... Is it 20 questions? No, but that would be incredibly meta, and I need to make a note for next time we do this. I thought that you might be doing that. Is it... <laughs> I was gonna say, is it defining bigger? <laughs> That's not... <laughs> um... I mean, this is the last one. I just gotta. I just gotta. No, no, no. You got. You got two more. You got two more. Okay. Kind of a game. Just breathe right into that microphone, Harry. Is it? I have. There's no way I can get this in two. Or I mean, I obviously I could get it because I've been dancing around it, but it's not dancing. It's not related to emotions either. So I can't even ask if it's like love. Is it? I'm going to check on something. Is it? I'm going to throw out a clue here. Okay, I, I will I will burn a question for this clue. Okay, this is a fairly substantial clue. Uh, I would say that this noun has been mentioned on the podcast many, many times, and to a grander extent, between half a dozen and a dozen times. That was a very substantial hint. It's been ma- mentioned many, many times. I got nothing. Um, you got a sniper shot this one, Harry. Is it cheating? No. no okay, what not. is it? It is our grading list. What the fuck? It is. Yeah, it, it's our grading list. It's, you know, it's the uncopyrightable grading metrics that we use. Uh, and in my notes, I wrote, i.e. damn you, old gamers almanac. Because they came out after us and they use our exact same fucking grading system of sliding stuff in like in just a massive list and just sliding things in, moving stuff up or down, uh, just based on where they're bumped. Or I guess not really up, just always down. I mean, that is both not a game at all. I would say kind of. It's not at all a game, first of all. There's a scoring metric, Harry. There is a scoring metric. That doesn't mean it's it's a ranking system. It's not a game. Uh, mm, I... I think some people would... Siskel and Ebert were not, like, pro-level gamers. They were reviewing (laughs) things. Like, we're fucking reviewing things. And also, if we go by that, that's also something from our personal lives, because it's us talking about stuff. And that's from an English language series. Because that's, like, a major part of Brokusatsu, which is a series of podcasts. But whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Fine. You know? You know what? And I'm... Just to make it more embarrassing for you, I'm not even going to use my super hard one that I'd be angry at. I'm going to give you the chance to succeed. So I'm going to pick the regular hard one. So that when you fail and you're... No hints this time. <laughs> I think that was evidently good. Like, here, like, you talked about, like, you know, something from our personal lives. And, like, I, you were on the right track. And you were, like, six questions in. You said it was a game. I... I said it wasn't. A, I said it was kind of a game, which I think you should have, have been twenty a questions. Hit. Okay, fine. Uh, is this from a English language series? Yes. Is it from uh, Black Lightning? No. Uh, Star Wars. No. Hold on. Let me count these. 
That's three, right? Yes. Uh, Doom Patrol. No. Uh, fuck, what else have we watched that's English language? Um, and this is where my memory fails me, Harry. Uh, Power Rangers RPM? No. <clears throat> Other Power Rangers that we watched? The original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Didn't we watch an episode of, like, Ninja Force? Did we? I think we did, didn't we? Well, if I can't remember, guess what? It's not from that one. Okay. It's not from either of those Power Ranger series. It's not from a Power Ranger series. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, is it from a book series? Is it from a board game? Yes. Okay. I'm going to burn one to verify. Is it from the Master of the Universe board game choose your own adventure thingy? No. Oh. Okay. Okay. What games have we covered that weren't that? What board games have we covered that weren't that? Is it from a mega game? No. That would have been a good cool shot. Um, it would have. It really would have. I should have done that. The Flight of the Endeavor. Never forget. Fuck the Dion. Uh, uh, is it from a game that we both played? Yes. <clears throat> Twilight Imperium? Yeah, it's Twilight Imperium. Oh, damn. Okay. I thought that would be harder. But the problem is, like, I, because I was dancing so much around in meta space of, like, saying it's stuff related to it, I was kind of, like, getting you onto that zone. Mm-hmm. Well, great. By lying and cheating, you've won again, Sam. I, okay, so what, you're saying I should have answered, is it a game? No. I mean, yes, because it's not a game. It It's kind of, there's, there is one or two game elements to it, which I feel... I feel the kind of answer was so actually... just one or two gaming elements to grocery shopping, because you're trying to get, like, <laughs> deals and stuff. That's not a fucking game. If it is, if you're going on, like, uh, that... Extreme couponing or, has yeah, some or, gamifying or, 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 like, elements the, there. the Supermarket Sweep TV show, but otherwise it's not a fucking game. Like, when I went to the grocery store earlier today, like, I wasn't... As I went in, I'm like, and here's starting to... I'm going for my personal best, and, like, I was skidding through the dairy aisle. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm speedrunning this. I mean, okay, This the better question, Harry, would be answering no have steered you onto our grading list? Maybe not, but I would have had less just cause to be angry, Sam. And sometimes these days, that's all I get. I'm, I'm angry for a good reason or a bad reason. Fuck this world. What are we covering <laughs> next time, Sam? What are we covering next time? Uh, more, more Sentai, right? Yep. Go Busters, yep. episode 13 and 14. Great, yay, and what are we going to keep doing until we get there, Harry? Keep lying and cheating to her family and dancing. Just yay. dancing on the ashes of our relationship. Merry Christmas.